the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Woolley Show starts right now. And I want to use this opportunity to tell you, to tease you a little bit. Uh, I'm going to announce the kickoff of the Windsor Report in this hour. But you have to stay tuned. Alan, is that fair? Sure. Okay. Keep them hanging, baby. Keep them hanging. (laughs) Keep them around. Right? It's like watching the Browns. They just keep you hanging around. See, I remember the cardiac kids. I do, too. Actually, you know, I found a T-shirt. It is uh, No Way Elway. And it has the Browns helmet, the Broncos helmet, January 16th, 1990, AFC Championship game. I cried. I think I cried. I'm, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that, but I did. I was, that was a rough, that was a rough day. I've been through it all. I'm, age, age checker. I'm 63. So my first earliest recollections, barely Leroy Kelly. Yeah. Of that era. But yep. I, but I can't say I remember it, you know wholeheartedly but then got into the later years mike phipps and yeah that, that crew so I remember those guys yeah you know i it was uh you know i remember the pruitts um dave logan brian sype that whole crew yep. right that's that was when i brian was Seip, that's what i was thinking born of. and reared on on the browns and yep. that's when uh you know i became very familiar with heartbreak and heartache <laughs> red right 88 wasn't a woman it was the browns it was the browns uh, okay, let's bring him in. Uh, Adam Hewitt, he is. Adam, I got to figure out how to introduce you. So I'm going to give you the chance right now. How, how are we going to introduce you on the Windsor Report every week? Um, I, I always say, you know, where the bodies are buried in Ohio and D.C. Is that fair? Or do you want a better, a better moniker? Uh, I've been called a lot of things. You can introduce me however you want. Uh, uh, I will say uh, congrats on the Windsor Report, by the way. But also, uh, we're going soft in this country on a lot of things, so you got to knock off this crying stuff. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to get in touch with my feminine side. See, listen, <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I'm going to offend a lot of people right now. The, I, listen, I love everybody, but the, the, the younger generation, the men are more effeminate than I've ever seen in my life. And so I'm just trying to empathize with them, Adam. <laughs> I, what happened? Is it vaccines? Is it is it hormones in food that we're eating? What happened to hat and boots guys? They, well, they don't make the them deal. anymore. No, they don't. Well, they, they do. You just got to go to the right places. But I, I'll tell you, I have a theory, and it's uh, think about the, the the top ten or fifteen people you trust the most in your life. If if they've been in a fight or been on a sports team, they're probably 90% of those 15 people that you're thinking of. And I'm not saying you even have to win the fight. Just be in one. 
stick up for somebody, whether it's a bully when you're in sixth grade, whether it's when you're in college and made a bad decision, or and then back to the other thing, sports is better for you as well. So be in a fight and be on a sports team. You'll probably that's your probably your inner circle. First of all, amen. The 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 people in in my network are sports people. They're fighters. Some of them literally are fighters. Literally. Correct. Um, but I want to qualify. If you're listening, fighting doesn't mean Twitter fight. That doesn't count. And sports, if you're a boy and you compete in girls' sports, that doesn't count either. So I just I want to clarify. And if you wear a pink shirt, you might be borderline. Is that fair? Yeah, we're not talking about fights on a keyboard in your mom's basement. And, yeah, boys should not play girls' sports. Okay. So we cleared the air there, which, by the way, uh, Riley Gaines will, will be with us. And I have not announced the premiere of the Windsor Report, but she'll be with us that first week because she is uh, – we're one year removed from the time that she was trapped at a university uh, in California because there were radical progressives that just wanted to lynch her, essentially. But I digress. Adam, FBI informant accused of lying about $10 million Biden bribery allegation rearrested – so the guy was arrested, made bail, was meeting with his attorneys, was rearrested for the same charge, so arrested twice, and they said, well, because he's a threat to flee, and his attorney said he was in our offices planning his legal strategy. That is the farthest thing from uh, a risk of fleeing. But here's why they arrested him, and I want you to get your opinion on this. He's been uh, charged with two felony counts uh, related to alleged false statements documented by the FBI in that 2020 FD 1023 form um, that House Republicans last year uh, battled access to read. And he said that essentially the Bidens took $10 million in bribes. The, the indictment also accuses Smirnoff is his last name of holding a bias against an 81 year old president. And the federal prosecutors argued on Tuesday that the former FBI informant is actively peddling new lies that could impact U.S. elections after meeting with Russian intelligence officials in November. Unbelievable. How do you react to that story? Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it looks like the DOJ is just trying to muddy the waters, because if you look into this guy, he's been an FBI informant that they, quote unquote, trusted for years. And now all of a sudden he's a liar. And I think it gets to the point of what we've talked about before in politics, how the left especially wants to create a narrative and the narrative that something happened versus the facts of the situation are different. Meaning, say this guy did lie. It it doesn't change the facts or, or the DOJ is pushing the narrative that he lied or the FBI is. It doesn't change the fact that Hunter was on the board and got paid and Joe Biden changed foreign policy because of it. So narrative versus facts are different. I'm so glad you said that. There are receipts that Hunter Biden received millions of dollars. And by the way, he has no energy expertise. And folks that are even friendly with the Biden administration have testified uh, to Congress that it was the Biden name. It was the Biden brand. That's why Hunter Biden was on the board. He admitted it on TV. If my dad wasn't who he is, I wouldn't have been on the board. And oh, by the way, there's a video of Joe Biden saying, well, you know what I told him? You don't get rid of this investigator. You don't get that million dollar loan guarantee. I'm not an attorney. Sounds like quid pro quo to me. Those facts still stand. But now what we're getting is is the press 
and progressives saying, listen, this guy's a Russian plant. This is now Russian disinformation. All the facts that we have, all the receipts that we have proving that the Bidens benefited personally because Joe Biden was a U.S. senator. Joe Biden was vice president. They got millions of dollars that, frankly, U.S. taxpayers probably sent to these countries. And then it was laundered back to them. That's all false. It's Russia disinformation. This is like 2016 all over again, man. Well, and it's, it's just interesting they go back to the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff. But like I said, narratives versus facts is what you have to keep in mind. Um, and frankly, just in terms of raw journalism and how the, the media is covering this stuff, it needs to be a situation where, hey, there was a game on Friday night. The, the, the game kicked off at 7. Here's who won. Here's the stats. Not why I think they won. Not, you know, why I think this happened. And so – it's just I go back. It's it's a narrative issue, and what they're pushing to spin it versus here are the facts, and you got to focus on the facts. So here's here's how they'll here's how they'll position it though. Here's PBS NewsHour. You ready? An ex informant charged with lying to the FBI about President Biden recently told law enforcement he's been in contact with Russian operatives. Prosecutors say the informant's story of a Ukraine energy firm bribing President Biden and his son is a complete fabrication and is being used to interfere in U.S. elections. That's, that's, that's the opening paragraph. So this is what they're really good at. They're good at half-truths. They're good at giving you some of the facts and front-loading the, the facts in the first paragraph under the ha- headline of informant in GOP's Biden investigation accused of lying and having ties to Russia. Adam, you and I both know. of people read headlines. So now all of a sudden, here comes the tub thumping. Russia disinformation. This is all Russia disinformation. Orange man bad. Jeez, O'Pete, how do we fix it, dude? Well, I think, like we said before, it's tough to turn some of this stuff off. And and, and you wonder, is the average American paying attention? Because I think that, that, you know, how many people actually believe what the FBI is telling them? Given what we've seen the last couple of years. So now all of a sudden, a quote-unquote trusted FBI source is now a liar, according to the FBI. Do people actually believe the FBI? I don't know how you can. I, I don't know. So, hey, can you stick with me for another segment? I know you're busy. Do you have eight minutes left? Yep, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. here's what I want you to think about. Because I, I really respect Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino, he's... You know, he has experience in the in the federal policing community. I believe he was Secret Service. He says, we're not going to correct it. You got to gut it. I want to talk to you about whether that is practical, whether that's what needs to be done on the other side of the break. Fair? Sounds great. All right. Hey, stay tuned. Adam Hewitt is with us next. We're going to talk the corrupt Department of Justice, the FBI, the whole enchilada. Uh, is it unwieldy? Can it be overthrown can it be corrected how do we do it and of course if you want to weigh in 844-TALK-989 more 989-FM the answer next welcome back in Alan should we tell him now or should we wait should we announce now should we wait Wait a little bit longer. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. Oh, so close. So close. All right. Hey, Adam Hewitt is with us. Um, 
he's you know t- two decades of experience in in federal and state policy and politics. Um, Adam, here's what Dan Bongino says: Your government is entirely corrupted. The republic, as designed, has collapsed. Entire agencies and bureaucracies exist only to take out political enemies of the regime. The real reason they fear Trump is because he learned this in his last term. A successful four years for Trump begins and ends with him emptying the government out of those who used it as their political attack dog. We're running out of time to save this place from the tyrants. Strong words. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think he's right. And, uh, he mentions, or and you said, he said, empty it out. And, and, and you go back to Trump's slogan from a few years ago, drain the swamp. The only way you drain the swamp is to fire people because there are people embedded in the government and every agency that they're the ones running the show, not the people we think are running the show. And so, for example, Congress passes a law, some kid or some guy in some basement at the EPA then makes a rule based on the law and the rule has more power than the law. And, by the way, those agencies, those kids in the basement, are graduates from Harvard, Yale, Georgetown, chock full of social justice warrior venom. And I think it happens on both sides of the aisle. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think the issue is just it's it's the people in these positions – now that are the the underbelly of the government they're activists it's not just hey here here's your job description here's your scope of work now they're they're activists trying to change something that that they're not uh, essentially supposed to be doing based on the job they have if that makes sense and it's the same thing with frankly you look at corporate boards now corporate boards used to be there were some lefties on there, but it was boards and they had the board meeting and you did the stuff that was best for the company. Now they're activists. All this woke stuff, that's all by design. Absolutely. And I going back to the government model, I, I believe. So I've talked to G. Van Fleet before. If you've not read Mao's America, you need to because she calls it what it is. It's a Marxist revolution that we are in the middle of. And the revolution isn't being fought with armed guard. The revolution is being fought with information, with psyops, with stuff that we know happened in 2020. Twitter files, Facebook files, YouTube files, now Amazon files. We know that the federal government intervened and took away First Amendment rights and kept people from having accurate information upon which to make decisions. So, But I think what happens at the federal level is that you have somebody who's in this protective mode. I've, I get it. I've got my job, right? It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Food, clothing, shelter, security. They want that job. They're going to protect that job. Are they nefarious? No, they might be dug in because they just want to keep their job and great government benefits and go to cocktail hours if that's what they do. But I think there's a group of people, the Obamas, the Bidens, the Clintons, that, that leverage that protectionism, Right. And, and I would call the people who are protecting their jobs the useful idiots. And then there, the, there are the nefarious puppet masters who use that protectionism, who use that embedded administrative state to usher in Marxism. And isn't that what we're talking about 
Isn't this a total transformation and uprooting of who we are as a country and as a republic so that the Bidens, so that the Obamas and the Clintons can be head hogs here um, at the top of the food pyramid when we have this communist regime in full force in America? Yeah, and I think it, it reminds me, have you ever heard of the, and I forget who coined it or if it's a book or whatever, but it's the long march through the institutions. Basically, the, you know, a, a communist slogan about basically infiltrating and taking over the quote-unquote institutions, and that's what they've done. You look at education, you look at the military, pick your example, you've talked about it before, but they just slow drip you. And then, you know, someone can say, hey, how did we, how did it happen? Because we let it. One hundred percent. So we've got a couple of minutes here, and then Alan's going to weigh in on this fundamentally transforming America thing uh, with Obama. Um, But I want to ask you, and then we'll go to Alan, and then you can answer the question, Adam. Is it too late? I mean, how how do you gut a government short of a revolution? I want you to think about that. Uh, Alan, um, well, that slogan, we're three days away from fundamentally transforming America. The fundamentals of this country do not need transformed. We just need to stick to them. What, we don't need to rewrite the Constitution. We, we need, need to reread it. Yeah, exactly. Like the Bible. <laughs> Uh-oh. Careful now. You're gonna, they're going to label you alt-right Christian nationalist, man. You're everything that's wrong with this country if you believe in that. Have at it. Yes. I'll, I'll be in the foxhole with you. Adam, how do we do it? Is it doable? I, I'm too much of a glass half full guy to, to say it's not doable. But I'll be honest with you, man. You, you better watch out. Alan may take your job. He's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not even out of the gate yet, man. Come on, bro. You're right, All though. Right. You're right, though. But, you know, I do. I will tell him this. I'll show him the card. Alan's going to produce the show to begin with. So. Yeah, they're stuck with me. Yeah. We like that. I don't yeah, know, Adam. Fan. What do you think? Yeah, I, look, I think it, I think it's doable, but look, it, it, there's a lot of stuff going on that's just that you, you sometimes do have to wonder how do you how do you reverse it, how do you change course? But that's why I think you know who we elect matter uh, matters, uh, whether it's school board, it's county commissioner, whether it's president, and then what you do at a local level to like I said, people always say how did this happen? It'll never happen here. No, it happened because we let it. We have to stop letting this bullcrap happen. So you and I talk a little bit offline, and I couldn't agree more. Some people go, hey, Jack, put the axe down. Leave Governor DeWine alone. Absolutely not. Never. He overreached. He took away our constitutional liberties. He took away our God-given ability and right to go produce for our families. He pushed an unproven jab. And he vetoed House Bill 68. You don't pass go. You don't collect $200. You go to political jail, in my opinion, which means I'm going to keep beating on you verbally until the cows come home. But you're right. And isn't that in 30 seconds here, Adam, isn't that why you and I do what we do? Because people need to hear every darn day the truth. And they need to be reminded every day that when you wake up, you're either going to be attacked or you're going to be on the attack. Yes, and I'll, and I'll leave you with this, and it's not my line, but I use it every day with my kids and, frankly, just, just in general. You get what you tolerate. We have been tolerating this stuff. We will keep getting the stuff we tolerate until we don't. Boom. Mic drop. There it is. Hey, Adam, 
Um, thank you for being with us. And uh, I know you'll be with us consistently on the Windsor Report. We look forward to that. Thanks for spending time with us today, brother. Have a great weekend, Jack. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome, brother. And thank you for tuning in. Just a reminder, State Senator Jerry Serino will be with us next. We're going to talk about that new piece of legislation that's based on the special report that we did that showed millions of dollars flowing in from a Swiss billionaire. So we'll talk about that and more with Jerry Serino next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.